Welcome to the Green Element Podcast, where business and sustainability come together. Yeah, so tell us a bit about your business and what your purpose and who you work with. Um, so Do Nation is all about encouraging sustainable living. Uh, we, we help people to form healthy and environmentally friendly habits through, through an online pledge platform where anyone can either make a pledge or run a campaign to, to raise pledges from their friends and families and colleagues. And the pledges are to do stuff like cycling to work, using reusable coffee cups, or what will be this week's do action of the fortnight is um, avoiding unsustainable palm oil. Okay. So, so how, would you, how would you expect people to do that? Would, that, would you, um, do, they, do they go on your website? Do you, um, when they sign up, do they, so what happens? Take, take yeah, so, so if, you're, if you're making a pledge, well, no, if you're running a campaign, which is what we, we ultimately aim for people to do, that could be an individual running a campaign to say, I'm running the London Marathon, but actually I don't want your cash. The environment needs your action. Make a pledge. And that's where the, the idea of donation originated. It was individuals doing challenges, whether it was big cycle rides, which is, is what I had done, uh, marathons, triathlons, even people using it as birthday wish lists and wedding gift lists. Mm-hmm. Um, but asking all the time for action instead of for cash. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and there's a menu of actions that their friends can then pick from on our site on donation. We call them do actions. Um, and, and they can make a pledge to do one of those. Alternatively, and actually most of our users come through this route, an organisation creates a campaign saying, um, you know, we care about sustainability, what are you, what are you going to do to do your bit? And their employees are then responding to that and making pledges. They might have teams competing against each other to see which team can make the most pledges. We measure how much carbon is saved by each one of those pledges um, and, and water and waste as well. And so you can see like which team has saved the most carbon, how much has the company saved overall, and they can have targets and things, which is really nice. Okay. And what sort of companies do you have uh, working? I know that you, Pret, Pret is... Pret and Marjorie, yeah. They, they ran a campaign earlier this year around um, Earth Day, um, which was super successful with teams in offices all across the world. Um, competing against each other uh, we've worked with a lot of B Corps right. um, which is great love working with fellow B Corps and they always really get it and their employees are always that much more enthusiastic about taking part it gives them a way to feel like they're part of the B Corp movement and being the change okay um, we have worked with Network Rail as a, as a new client this year which has been quite exciting in a it's not, not the um, usual suspects for sustainability programs, I would say. You know, we've worked with the likes of Innocent Drinks and Ella's Kitchen and Triodos and, uh, and these brands who, who people go, oh, of course they'd be doing something like this. Um, but yeah, Network Rail people don't hear of and go, of course, of course they're... And do you have to be a certain size? Do you, I mean, do you, it, can it be any size? No, no, not at all. Um, we, we set up the platform with the aim of making sustainability and, and employee engagement accessible to all sorts of teams, no matter what their size. Um, there, are, there are other tools out there that help with employee engagement that, you know, the entry cost of it is thousands of pounds. So clearly it's only going to be accessible to, to companies with sustainability teams and budgets. 
Um, but most people in the UK work for SMEs. Mm. I think it's really important to engage them. And um, so, so we've we've set it up in a way. Entry cost is ten pounds. We see ten pounds a month. We see a lot of small teams and organisations with ten, twenty people um, employees taking part. I think probably the sweet spot. Well, kind of fifty to a few hundred is is where it's very quick to sign up, um, and we tend to see kind of sixty percent engagement around that size. Obviously, as companies get larger getting them signed up it's a bigger program but can be can be super effective too brilliant that's a brilliant idea it's um i love it absolutely love it the um so what like what kind of made you start um do nation like what was the catalyst for it like how did you get into it so <laughs> what was that but it is quite random i guess it's random for me There's... yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> it is and uh it's just an out there idea which is awesome it's funny, I've been working on it for nine years now, so it's anything but out there for me. It's just what I do. <laughs> but I guess it was originally, yeah. Um, I, it all came about when I decided to cycle with a friend from, from London to Morocco. I just finished a master's in environmental technology, uh, and I've been looking at behavior change and pledge schemes um, during my thesis for that. So I was very aware of the importance of behavior change and the power of pledging in encouraging behavior change. Uh, and long-term behaviour change, if done right, um, but all too often, turns out it's, it's, it's not quite done right. <laughs> Got a bad rep. Um, but yeah, so I was I was passionate about that. Meanwhile, decided to cycle to Morocco. Uh, I felt uncomfortable asking people for for cash. I, th- I saw it as an opportunity to raise sponsorship and do something for the environment um, following that kind of traditional model of, Hey, I'm doing this challenge. Please, please donate cash towards this great charity. But yeah, I figured the environment actually needed our, needed our action more than it needed our cash. And so came up with this idea to ask people to support us by pledging to cycle to work. We're cycling to Morocco. Can you cycle to work once a week or eat a bit less meat or we're going to be sleeping in a tent. How about you turn your thermostat down (laughs) and giving them. So we gave a big range of options that they could pick from. So hoping that it wouldn't come across too preachy because I was a bit nervous about that. Mm. Um, But people just loved it. People loved being part of our challenge and actually having the impetus and the nudge to get on and do something for the environment that they'd really been wanting to do for a long time. They just hadn't quite got around to it. So, um, yeah, that is where the idea came from. And it kind of, from there. was it, was it good? Was it hard? Had you, had you done cycles like that before? Had, was it, was it hard? No. Just to say. The furthest I'd cycled was from our, our local train station home to my parents, which, and then I thought that was a bit of a mad thing to do. It was 15 kilometers. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was a challenge, but we just took each day as it came and slowly built it up and built it up. We weren't rushing. Um, <laughs> we met some amazing people and saw some incredible views. And yeah, it was a pretty amazing experience. Man, did, you pl- did you plan it? I was hesitant to ask. I mean, as in, did you know which uh, route to take? Or were you literally just like, all right, Right, let's get to try and get to this part um, today. Or <laughs> we roughly planned it. <laughs> we figured we'd aim to take about two months. We should be able to do it within two months, and we'd go down the coast of France and through the middle of Spain. Um, we had 
it was before the days of, well, I think smartphones existed, but we didn't have them. Mm. Um, and we had about five pages of the Michelin roadmap of Europe photocopied. Um, and that was our map. <laughs> and as we went, we stayed with, we, we were wild camping most of the way, or we stayed in um, people's houses through a, pro, um, a website called Warm Showers. Really dodgy name, but it's like couch surfing, but for cyclists. Right. Um, and so met loads of really avid cyclists all along the route who were able to tell us about the best routes locally and where we must go, where we should avoid. That's brilliant. Um, that's just awesome. took each day as it came. And yeah, that's great. That's so cool. freeing. And what, I mean, you mentioned just now that you got, um, you did a master's in sustainability. Yeah. So what got you interested in sustainability and the environment? You know what? I think the, the thing that first got me hooked on it, or really even educated me about what it was, was uh, a sustainability pledge, very fittingly, at, <laughs> at university. I did a year abroad in Vancouver at University of British Columbia, um, which was a, a great place. And whilst Canada itself may not be a, a leader in sustainability, BC and Vancouver really is. It feels like a, a very green, aware place. Mm. And... Um, and the University Sustainability Society put a pledge out there, had a, had a campaign um, during Green Week where they asked people to make a pledge to incorporate sustainability into their career decisions through the future. Uh, and I, a friend asked me to sign this. And I was like, what sustainability? What? What are you talking about? And she, she gave me the spiel and I was like, yeah, it makes sense. And I signed away and uh, hmm. with me. I wish I could get back in touch with the people that signed that, 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 that created that, because, uh, yeah, it definitely, definitely had an impact. Obviously, yeah, there are other things along the way too, but... Um, and that, was, that, was that your first degree? Was that, so that, that wasn't in sustainability then? No, that was um, in biology, evolutionary biology. So, so your natural kind of link in, and, you know, I was studying the... The vulnerability of our ecosystems and and how species have evolved around these kind of climate changes over time and just the interconnectedness of everything which i think gave me an appreciation of quite what what an issue we're we're facing here and how interconnected our world is and how every every action that we take has an impact somewhere either good or bad and and we need to consider that so you're already slight interested in it really yeah 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 i was it i i had a knowledge and i was brought up on a farm and so yeah i i, I the interest was there it just i didn't know about it as a that totally resonates i did a my first degree was hospitality management which is not involved mm. at all <laughs> but my the thesis i did was how people the, pe the how people perceive the sport they undertake within the Cairngorm um, region when it comes down to the environment. So not what the effects are of sport within the Cairngorms, but how do people think skiing is worse for the environment or walk than walking or mountain biking? Okay. At the time, I used it was an excuse for me to go snowboarding in Aviemore. <laughs> that, that was that was this shallower reason but then you look back on it and go okay that was a shallow reason at the time but that was a pretty weird thing 
So I was obviously interested in the environment without even thinking about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind yeah, of, yeah. isn't it? If you look back at what you've done over time and go, actually, that actually did half my way to a career. Like yeah. you said, you grew up on a farm, you know, you did um, a biology degree. You kind of look back at all the steps and the things that you did as a child. And yeah. It's funny. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you, um, to our listeners, and is there any advice? I mean, you've, you've obviously seen quite a lot of companies now become or try to become and become environmental and do things. Is, like, have you seen any campaigns and stuff that you've gone, wow, that's absolutely amazing. That's really, really, really um, pushed um, the way forward. Mm. And I'm slightly putting you on the spot here. Um, I mean, I see, uh, I see a lot. I do see a lot of um, a load of different companies and, and how they talk about sustainability. It's from where I come from. It's always the internal facing side. It's the it's the engagement side and and how do they get their wider employee base excited by and acting on sustainability. Mm. And to me, the wow factor there that really differentiates the campaigns that are super successful from those that, to be honest, in a lot of cases, are talk about doing it, talk about doing it, talk about doing it, and never quite have the time to actually get on and do it, is, which happens all too often, is the ability to get green champions, people who, to kind of let go of sustainability sometimes, to people who, for whom it's not in their, in their job remit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and giving some agency to often quite young junior people who really care they might be in the sales team they might be an engineer they might be in the finance team but they've got a real passion for the environment and for our planet and sure they're not going to be the people necessarily to do the bigger jobs that a sustainability team is tasked with like sorting out the supply chain and changing the energy suppliers and, and, and installing more efficient equipment and all of that. That's not, that's not their speciality, but what those people are really well placed to do is get their colleagues on board and, and, and engage people. And for us, yeah, the really successful campaigns are when sustainability managers maybe give the, yeah, sure, let's, okay, we'll sign off and, and, and let you go ahead with this donation or this pledge campaign. Um, but you, the environmental champions, run with it. And, and letting them, giving them the agency and the tools to, um, to do that can be amazing. And it can, and it can open so many more doors for the environmental team. So an example, actually, of like an outcome of that, that um, within Network Rail, we were talking about earlier, they, they ran a campaign, all of their employees, yeah, making their pledges. One of those employees was the director, one of the directors. And he pledged to use reusable water bottles. Mm. And in doing that, you know, he's then more alert and aware of the, the water bottle use. And he goes to one of their sites on the, on the track and sees stacks of water bottles. And they're giving out hundreds of thousands a day to employees or a week. And he's like, this is ludicrous. Why are we doing this? We need to change this. And so he went then to the environment manager and said, look, we need to change this. I'm making a pledge. We're going to get rid of um, plastic water bottles on our, in, with our team. 
that's something she'd been wanting to do for ages, but yeah, you know, hadn't had the authority to do. So it can unlock, it can unlock doors, just getting people bought in on a personal level. Yeah, I guess it's just opening eyes, isn't it? It's yeah. When you I look, I look when say I go into a company, people are so. What kind of skills have you got? And I'm writing skills. I don't think. Um, but all we, all I do know is anyone that kind of does what we do, you know, for a living, as in you and I and uh, yeah. Green Element, is we just kind of look at things with environmental, with environmental eyes. So rather than be specialists, we automatically yeah. like the example you've just given, he automatically warped in and went, oh, why are we using all these water bottles? Yeah. He'd not noticed them before, but with that, yeah. those lenses on, yeah. That's cool. So if, you want, if our listeners want to get started and understand how to be more sustainable, what would you, um, what would you suggest that they do um, with your hat of donation on? Obviously join donation obviously i mean <laughs> go to wearedonation.com and create a campaign <laughs> um but it depends where they're coming from and what stage of the journey they're at i i mean i think the b corp you and i are both uh well donation and green element are both um b corps hmm. and i'm a, a huge advocate of that and the environmental even if you're you don't think as a company you can become a b corp right away going through the assessment which is free um perhaps just starting off with the environmental section if that's if that's what you're interested in improving going through those assessment questions will be a great way to highlight what you are and aren't doing actually at the moment you can go to scotland can be oh yeah if you're yeah Yeah, the initial questions are on there that's a really that's actually a shortcut way through cool Um, scotland can be Um, it's scottish climate climate week at the moment as well um so let's hope that there's lots more people doing that now you know what i shouldn't admit this but i didn't know (laughs) nor did i until this week (laughs) that's out there publicly i missed an opportunity there we've seen a few companies in scotland create campaigns this week i was like oh why is this oh (laughs) yeah an opportunity there got a list of and i don't think that's on it actually um of all the days kind of environment days around mm. Jordan sent around and um, I mean I live in Scotland and I didn't know that <laughs> I, it's kind of bad but it also it does highlight that we don't you know this a there's quite a lot of it yeah and B, we don't like how who who tells people what so much of the environmental problem is a communications one and that's I mean that's inevitable it's just this there's a lot to communicate to people and how do we make sure they mm. they get the important messages anyway. I guess that's what anyway. you're all about isn't it is is a part of that communications you're a yeah yeah puzzle when it comes down to the specific actions and the pledges people make like yeah the communications we cover and because you don't not everyone can be an expert so you hopefully take take that bit of work off off people's hands so what's what would be one thing you want people to do after this podcast what 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 would be a takeaway that you want people to do <laughs> go to wearedonation.com and create a campaign <laughs> brilliant um, no i think um i mean i uh, ultimately i suppose that is what i would love people to do because that's that's what i built it for is to be used and to build impact and the best way 
any individual can create and have an impact on the environment, any individual or business, mm. is by encouraging people around them to take action. Mm. Obviously, to take action themselves and show leadership, but, but also go more widely than that and get your people or your customers to, to take action. So, yeah, that's cool. What to do. Well, thank you very much for today. It's been thank great. You, and um, yeah, I, well, we see each other all the time at B Corp retreats and um, I don't know if you should, yeah. call, it should the B Corp conferences, of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a conference we're going to, not a retreat. We're yeah. Not- <laughs> mm, unconference. <laughs> uh, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for today. That's brilliant. Thank you. Thanks for your, yeah questions and time yeah so i'll cut it off there okay cool it's been recording since we started okay i hope there wasn't too much well as i say most people probably listen screen movement i know don't worry don't worry i've realized now that my every time i even touch my desk everything starts going like that (laughs) (laughs) yeah it I, mine's just not on my desk. It's like balanced on a book, which is the problem. Anyway. It's been really funny starting this podcast stuff. It was Charlie that um, kind of got, got us to do it. And she yeah. was going, oh, you need to do it once a week. And I was like, no way. Once a month. Absolutely no way we'll do it once a week. We're currently booked up. We've got podcasts now until mid-January. Oh, wow. Already through. And I'm a bit like, oh, we could actually do two a week. But I'm not doing two a week. <laughs> yeah. How, I mean, recording them obviously was, is a bit of work and lining them up. But I imagine promoting them is. So we, I've pretty much got that down. I went on one of um, Rav's courses. Cool. Yeah, nice. He taught me how to put all the intros and the outros and all that kind of stuff together using Adobe Premiere Elements. And it's, re- it's actually really easy. Yeah. But then promoting it and like getting people to listen, how do you do that? Is it just... You put it on iTunes, just um, put it on iTunes and then we've got Lisbon, Lisbon something, I don't know. There are are a number of platforms that you can put them on and then those platforms feed through to iTunes and now not SoundCloud. But it's it's actually way more complicated than you'd have thought. Because if you said to me, how many podcast um, people do you have? You, the way yeah. that you work it out is the, the maximum amount of people have downloaded per day. And then what you do is you go down to when you actually release your podcast and you go in between. And you take the number in between as the number of people, because everyone subscribes on different platforms. Mm. And so there's naturally no way that you can find out how many subscribers you have because they get fed through to so many different, it's really, yeah. it's, um, yeah, it's, it's not the easiest. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But you, yeah, you've just put paste, pieced it all together and then yeah. we upload it to Lisbon and then Lisbon chucks it out to cool. all the other places. Cool. Well, how long, let me know when it's when it's up. And I'll... Well, well, I'll be sending you a um, question, a, basically a kind of small questionnaire at the end of this, which is a way that you can upload your um, logos, put in your website details, put in all your Twitter handles and all that kind of anything you want to go on it. Cool. 
it's um it's transcribed and put onto our website as well cool um by a lovely lady in kenya ah <laughs> nice and um yeah so that's a way that you can make so i then copy and paste those so i know that i'm not getting your website wrong or you're getting the wrong logo yeah. i'll just be getting it from the website otherwise yeah cool okay um and at that point i'll be also be able to tell you when when it'll go up great i mean if you have we can we can put it up really whenever you want to be honest with you so i can push you in front of people if you've got a campaign that you want to run um to be honest so so the only campaign that we're specifically kind of running at the moment if you like is or preparing to is a to do another b corp push around new year's resolutions i think when we talked i was saying we're going to do something around sdgs and just 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 signed off a really big client deal last week which has been a bit all-encompassing to get it there and as a result i couldn't focus my time on most of the b corp deals are like 30 pounds a month for us and this was orders of magnitude above that i was like "Mm, where do i put my priority (laughs) um that makes a lot of sense so so I kind of slipped and also it seemed like it just was quite a hard time to promote it to people. And to be honest, January will be too because Christmas falls before it. Um, just when we want to be getting people kind of signed up as Christmas in the year. But mm. I, I think if I start promoting it quite like now, mm. um, we should get a good buzz. BWB have, have said, yes, they're on board. Ellis kitchen are on board. Um, Cotswold Fair signed up uh, this week, so they should be on board then. Mm. If you guys can come on, that would be great. Yeah, we will. Sean's Sean. I tell Sean. Yeah. I've um I've got a to do list the size of a mountain, and I've yeah. Part of my to do list is writing a job spec for someone helping me, and I still. Cool. I, yeah, I've got to get around to it because the sooner I get around to that, the sooner I'm yeah. going to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just put a job spec together yesterday, which is exciting. First time I've done that in a few That's years. Good. Um, but it's digital so work from obviously remotely. Yeah, remotely. Um, Martin, our CTO, he's now Edinburgh based. Crazy. Yeah. Um, and I'm obviously out here in Chamonix, but we're meeting in London next week. And so someone who can meet us in any of those places, maybe once every two months. But other than that, we're not working. How long has Martin been in Edinburgh? Uh, a month. Oh, okay. And he's just moved up here? Yeah. But he was doing a master's in, in Bangor last year. Oh. Uh, so, yeah. Put touch with me. Um, yeah. Because I can also introduce him to Fran and a load of other B Corps up here. And cool. I'll network him into the network that because everyone's been so good to me we've i've only been here for two and a half years and i've got to know so many people just people like fran and fran in particular i've got to say fran brilliant she just went will come to this come to that and has introduced me to loads and loads and loads of people and it's been it's been really nice actually because it's so about community yeah well he's he loves that he's he's your in one sense he's your typical techie right he's not I don't know how he'd 
there at a B Corp type. You know, he's not an extrovert. He, he's a ta- typical techie, I think is all I need to say. But on the other hand, he does, he used to run the Clean Web London, which is like a environmental techie meetup group. And he, he does like to kind of, yeah, he's passionate about the environment he's actually so his master's was in forestry and he is setting up on the side of doing donation he's setting up a business using tech to help foresters maintain fire i don't really know i'm gonna find out more next week (laughs) but uh so he's funny like i'm yeah he would love to meet people in edinburgh i'm sure Sure. he's not very proactive that's what i think i need to say at like well, I'll push not it. proactive hey yeah let's go meet up and do this i'll push to meet him then cool okay <laughs> <laughs> because at the end of the day it's an, it's another way for you for you as donation to network into people. oh for sure yeah and we've got lots of do you, so one of our kind of one, one of our most exciting clients in that they've done really cool things and opened a lot of doors for us is um the 2050 climate group oh i know exactly i'm talking i'm their keynote speaker on saturday oh nice yeah nice i don't know who they are they contacted me about three weeks ago i've got a feeling that someone pulled out at the last minute uh it's been quite short notice and i was away last week and got back tuesday night so i'm a bit like what's the event um i don't know it's for the day um I should, should know. They have like yeah, they basically they're awesome, and they, but it's run by, well, like a a, a community, uh, not a community, a committee, of about thirty people, and yeah. all on the side of their job. So yes, yeah, it seems to work, and it is amazing. Some of it, like how they're building a community of young people across Scotland who are all passionate about and are now knowledgeable thanks to the program about sustainability in all walks of life and jobs um and yeah it's really cool um for us the first year they they ran a, a campaign on donation and it was a case of going okay so we've learned the program is part leadership skills and part sustainability skills right. and they're, you know they're trying to develop leadership and sustainability amongst mm. the leaders of tomorrow um and so actually running donation campaigns within teams was a great way to communicate on sustainability whilst demonstrating leadership Um, and it kind of combined the two and it was really nice and off the back of that a load of other projects have have been born using donation and a load of other companies like companies that they work for sign up and then the next year they ran a another campaign but because the committee changes all the time i've never got a freaking clue who i'm meant to be contacting and i saw this week the climate week they're they're running a campaign to get people to pledge on social media what they're and I'm like why are you using your donation profile like ah, there's no consistency in yeah anyway i'm mentioning you when i when i go there it's I, i'm i know what i'm talking about it's um climate change risks um with okay. companies so what risks do companies have i've just looked up um the speaker's brief and it's a young young leaders development program uh, module three so they're of it's obviously a part of their yeah so each i'm trying to remember the they have different themes or at least in the past it was there was like the energy module and then the 
resources and I can't remember how they split it through the year. So they come together once every quarter, say, and meet and have a day workshop on sustainability issues around energy. And then maybe the next month they come together and have a leadership workshop. And then the next quarter they come back. Yeah. 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 So they, they break it all down like that. That's exactly what this is. I think it's one of those that you've just said. Um, yeah. That'd be good. Um, it's a it's a great program and some really really committed people in it. So if you're in fact put your jobs back together before that and you'll find someone. Yeah. Well, I was I was exactly thinking. I was <laughs> thinking that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and where are you registered? Like your office. London is our office still. Because. If, would you consider changing it to Scotland? The Martin, if, if Martin, is Martin yeah. time with you or is he a big, is he really, uh, the reason why I'm saying this is because one, what I've now noticed is we've had, we've actually had quite good support from Scottish Enterprise and the networking capabilities mm. that Martin has by living in Edinburgh is phenomenal. Like yeah. in the past, so I would, many of I would, our clients are Scottish. See, I've always been a bit sceptical living in London on getting grants and stuff because I was a bit like, oh, I can't bother. It takes too long. There's yeah. no. But moving here and people are going, well, just, just apply because actually you've got a good idea. It's, it should work. And it's taken, I would say, half an hour to an hour yeah. to apply. And I've got five grand. And it's not that they're trying to give money away. It's just that they've made the process pretty damn easy. And yeah. what they've got is a good system. Great. Place. But, I mean, Green Element's registered in, in London, but I seem to have... So you may well be able to still get the funding with Mark mm. in Edinburgh, but definitely look into that. Because yeah. It's, because what that, it doesn't only just open up doors for funding. They actually network you into... One of the big, I've got, I've got a meeting in a couple of hours with the person who runs Chamber of Commerce for West Lothian. And it's come through the network that's come through the network. And, um, and that's what Scotland's really good at. Yeah. And you may find it really useful with Martin up there. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah, the net, I found the network there. I guess it's, it's, a, it's a size that the network is strong because it's small enough. You know, London can be so big almost that, Hmm. well I, it, there's always little connections which helps and dots you can join whenever I'm talking to clients in, in Scotland um, so I can see that that everyone knows everyone yeah. I introduced Fran to a guy called Mike and it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't embarrassing but both of them were like mm, yeah, hate to say it will but Fran was like my husband went to university with Mike's brother <laughs> and I went, oh, that was 30 years ago. And I was like, right, so you know each other pretty well. And I went, yeah, we've known each other for about 40 years now. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Because, I mean, and that happens all the time. I was yeah. to an email of four people, and I didn't realise that this Marianne lady knew Lucy. And I was like, yeah. you two know each other. Oh, we've known each other for years. And yeah. I realised how close everything Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. That's funny. Um, actually, one of the things I need to do today is respond to an email from um, someone at Edinburgh University who have signed up. They, they're using donation, but um, it's the alumni department that signed up, which is not our usual client, kind of 
position within a university. Um, and they were, they'd heard about it through Google, which is also never the case. And I, and, and then I was like, Oh, did you know that Edinburgh students have been using it? They've been running a campaign. Um, thanks to the 2050 climate group thing. Um, there was a, one of our most successful university campaigns was at Edinburgh, uh, but just through the students last year. And he was like, no, I didn't. So I connected them. Right. I was like, do you realize that I'm an Edinburgh alumni myself? He was like, no. <laughs> and, then, and then one of my best friends from my master's works in the sustainability team at Edinburgh University. So I was able to join all of those dots for them internally. None of them had spoken to each other before. Right. Um, and now they're, because I'm an alumni, obviously, and they're at the alumni department, they're like, yes, gold dust, we can do a little interview. Okay. So I'm a bit nervous. Yeah, I've got to respond to that interview. It's one of those things that, if it goes in the alumni kind of um, newsletter, so many of my friends or people I haven't seen for years will read. And whenever I see people I know in those things, I'm always like, oh, God, what are you doing? <laughs> so uncool. <laughs> useful. And it is useful and I have to do it. It's definitely the type of people that you want. Yeah. Laura, my other half, went to Edinburgh and oh, yeah. Manchester Metropolitan. And the story, there are difference in stories and difference in the type of people that went to university. First of all, it is quite big. <laughs> yeah. Cool. This um, is good to talk to you. Thanks for, um, you too. You're not going to be at the social down in London next month or oh, this month, are you? When's that? Seventeenth. Mm, oh, actually, funny enough, possibly. I didn't even. I didn't know anything about it. It's sold out, so. I, if you're not a yeah, well, you can always message. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not going. And I actually may disappear. I've got a meeting that finishes about three. So I may actually try and go back. I'm in London the day before. Okay. But, um, oh, well, you're not at the, at the business green the day before, are you? No. Yeah, thinking about it. Are you going? Yeah, I managed to get a free ticket. So I'm, I'm in London then anyway. And I was like, oh. Likewise. I'm, I haven't been to a conference like that in years. No, I, was, I used to spend a lot of time at them, and now, yeah. Because I don't know if, if it's going to be any good. That's interesting that you're going because I got they emailed me and got for a t for a free ticket, and you're mm. I'm always skeptical. Yeah, not giving out free tickets because I'm like, mm, do you is are you really desperate for people to come? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But a couple of people that I would like to meet with anyway are going because their spon their companies are sponsors um, so uh i'm in london so i figured i would go and i can i'll have my laptop and if it's shit i can just go and sit in the corner and work fine okay you've kind of sold it to me i make i may go yeah i mean for me it's because also living here i don't get to do any networking people someone the other day was like oh it's donations still going i thought you'd you know you'd left and shut no i gotta i gotta keep it on people's radar yeah, I guess that so, would be part of it, wouldn't it? Yeah, so if I get an opportunity to schmooze and network, um, I lap it up. Cool. All right, well. Maybe see you there. Yeah, see you on the 16th. All right. Cool. All right. Bye. Bye.